Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Do you live a yummy, delicious life? Ooh, yummy, delicious, I think, is a... The very, the very, very favorite saying of Shelly Wizen. And so we welcome you to today's Big Blend Radio Soul Diving Sunday show with Shelly Wizen. We love these uh, every first Sunday she is on the show. And it's a perfect day to get some inspiration to what? Live a yummy, delicious life, which is what we're talking about on today's show. Uh, Shelly is the ultimate soul diving guide. She's a founder and CEO of the Soul Diving Institute. And that was established to study and teach the art and science of being human. Am I getting all these right here, Shelly? The being? Totally right. All right, we're getting there. And she works with people as a transformational life coach. She has all kinds of cool courses and programs. So I encourage you to go to her website, ShellyWizen.com. But um, before you do that, check it out. She's also the author of What Do You Bring to the Table? A Savory, Sensory, and Inspirational Guide to Living a Yummy, Delicious Life. She's also the author of The Healing Journal and The Story of the magical baby grand piano. So welcome back, Michelle. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much. I always Thank love talking to you, Lisa. And uh, you mom. too. I know Nancy says hi. You know, today when we're recording is National Goof Off Day. So like she's the oh, boss. Oh, I did not know that. So I was like telling everybody, even even our daily Big Blend podcast on Spotify, I'm like, Nancy is missing in action. She's allowed. Uh, she says, I'm going to have a yummy, delicious life and tune out for the day and play with dogs. <laughs> We're allowed to do that. Isn't that part of it in being totally yummy delicious? 100%. Yes. Yeah. To have yeah. some fun. Now, listen, for those watching on Facebook or Zoom, see that chocolate cake? That is in your book. Yes, what do you bring is. to the table? Shelly brings chocolate cake and teaches yes. us how to make it. So yeah. I like this. But yummy delicious. No kidding. That is your favorite saying. I know that. You love to say it. You want everybody to say it because it's fun to say. But we also want to live it. So You've got a great article up on blendradioandtv.com for people to read. And um, you've got all kinds of articles there. So people can just type in Shelly Wizen to find it. And in there, you talk about what is a yummy, delicious life? What isn't? Can you give us a little overview of what it is and what it ain't? Tis what it is. Tis what it ain't. Tis what, it, what is. it is. I think I, I, I said to live or not to live a oh. yummy, delicious life. That was the new title of it, right? I want to live a yummy, delicious to life. Be, all right. To be or not to be. So here's what my definition of living a yummy, delicious life is. And, and it, I just use the analogy of food because that's what my book is all about. It's using life with an analogy of food, food as an analogy for life. And so mm -hmm. they interact. And I know that when I taste something yummy, delicious, I mean, when you eat something, you've tasted it for the first time, how can you not help but go, mmm, like three so cheese. Good, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you love to eat, you can't help. All your senses are involved, your taste of course, your smell, of course, but everything about you is involved in the moment of that taste of mm. feeling, sensing, um, and, and experiencing that moment to the fullest. And that's the way I see life. When mm. we allow ourselves to experience the fullness 
of our life, the fullness. Mm -hmm. And that is like you shared with me, National Goof Off Day or whatever, whatever it is that <laughs> takes us to that place of appreciation, takes us to that place of feeling grateful, takes us to that place of enjoying our moments. I mean, I know sometimes, well, we can talk about what not living a yummy, delicious yeah. life is like, but right now it's just savoring every moment, this moment that we have. That to me is yummy, delicious. When we can allow ourselves to savor this moment mm -hmm. and make it the most important moment of our entire life, because guess what? It's the only moment we actually know that we have. Ah, they're very good. They're See, and she, oh wait, this goes with you being a a, a doula, yeah. right? Too. Yeah. A, 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 what do you? How do you? It's say a that? death midwife. Death, a midwife, death midwife. Death doula. Yeah. Okay, so you understand that you know, yeah, life is yeah. precious, and those moments are yeah. It. Yeah. So it, does breathing come into kind of pausing to understand that moment, doing breathing exercises. Totally. Because mm. when we breathe, when we're conscious of our breath, and that's the other thing, when we are aware, and that's one of the greatest gifts that we can have. Mm. It's one of these three steps that I teach people to change limiting behaviors. And the first step is being aware because mm. we can't change what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Right. And until we know what we don't know, we can't do anything about it. Yeah, there you go. We're kind of stuck in a vortex of not knowing, and we kind of go on automatic. And if we're filled with negative self-talk all ah. the time, we just give over to the negative self-talk and, and allow that to run our life instead of stopping and saying, hey, wait a minute, where's that negative self-talk coming from? Is it true? Was it mine? It, it turns into a belief after a while. Mm -hmm. And so many of my clients now have said to me, you know what, Shelly, I never knew I could change a belief. That to me was such an eye opener. Because mm. when you think about it, we run on these automatic beliefs that we've got running us that we run. It's kind of a two-way street, but we are at effect of those thoughts. Mm -hmm. We're not we're not shifting those. Be why? Because we're not aware. You know, but this goes this goes deep. I mean, even if you look at um, racism, it can be handed down from a family. Like this is how mm -hmm. we live, and so you have this belief, which is a very negative and poisonous. It's horrible, right? But if yeah. you're now in this belief belief mode of negativity on people i believe that you're going to do it to yourself because you're you're almost looking for the negatives instead of looking for the positive so that could be this belief and to change that which has happened and and historically even i've seen uh documentaries on um true stuff of like a head clansman of the kkk turn around through a woman persisting a, a black lady in her family not allowing her kids to like argue with him and, you know, just continue with love. And you make a big point in your article about love and to always aim high, right? Go high when they go low. And eventually they came together on things and he gave it all up and 
had to tell them all like i'm not i changed my belief i think that's a really massive belief and now he's an advocate for african-american rights and so that's what i'm saying that's a huge huge belief system to change but it was the power of this woman standing strong in love and not going there when i mean if you're if your family is attacked in that community and have been killed and all kinds of things you have that's a that's a biggie but it shows the possibilities right totally because thoughts are malleable Mm. Thoughts are not rooted in cement. Mm -hmm. Thoughts are like clouds. They're just, they just roam around. But it's Mm -hmm. when we catch a thought and make it real according to what we think is true, what we think is true. And lately, I believe that thinking is a highly overrated activity, (laughs) highly overrated, that we don't feel as much we don't rely on our sense of being of our sense of knowing of that inner guidance that we have that leads us into places that are more positive oriented than negative oriented Mm -hmm. you know but I find it fascinating that more people than not in my experience fight for their limitations fight so hard to Mm -hmm. keep their um, limited beliefs going, to keep their misery alive. It's almost like putting fuel into their own fire. Oh, it's the Prince, the Prince song. Why do we scream at each other? This is what doves sound like when doves cry. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. I'll get the lyrics right. Um, because if I don't sing it, I can't remember the lyrics, oh, sing but it, this sing is, it. but you know, th- you know, why do we scream at each other? This is what it oh. sounds like when doves cry. And oh. so that is all about these part, these sides that, um, just keep going. And so it's that cycle that keeps spinning. And so I think people do that. I know we talked about relationships in February, but that it, it, that can continue on between people. That's why I would say what you're talking about, I think in change how people treat each other around the world and we can have a lot more peace (laughs) yeah let's have a lot more peace i vote for that i totally vote for that Mm -hmm. so much more fun it's so much more enjoyable and if we if we keep the goal of coming from our highest and greatest good and come from love be conscious of coming from love even despite the fact that there are people who don't want you to love, who don't want to be loved, who don't want to love because mm. it seems weak or it doesn't. Oh, yeah, seem right. Like That's wrong. That weird quality. Yeah. Stiff upper lip. You know, don't cry. I mean, you know, don't let it affect you. I mean, I mean, that's. Yes, don't let it affect you. We are not victims of what happens around us. That mm-hmm. is true. However, when we don't let ourselves love, we're like cutting off half of who we are. Mm-hmm. I I think so too. And I think it's, you, we put up walls. So like people have gone through something, immediately put up a wall saying, well, I don't want that to happen again. So therefore I'm going to put up a wall instead of going, okay, that, that situation sucked, it hurt or whatever the situation was and say, okay, I don't want to, I'll be a lookout. I'll learn that lesson. But instead they'll put up a whole wall. <clears throat> not to be political. <laughs> <laughs> that 
was a good one though. <laughs> that was a but, real good one. <laughs> but yeah. but you know what I mean? Yes, brick do that by whole brick wall. and mortar and everything and make sure that there are no holes in the wall. And what happens in that, what are we doing? We're robbing ourselves of our own experience. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. robbing ourselves of a potential yummy, delicious life. And we're keeping it in the dark or we're keeping it in a place. I mean, I have a client who we, we've been working on this, which is exactly what you're saying. And she said, you know, well, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. So I don't let myself go there. And I'm going, oh, okay. So you're thinking about the future of you don't want to be disappointed in the future. So you've already cut yourself off now. So you won't mm -hmm. have that experience in the future, but you're not having it now. You're not even letting yourself have it now. So what yeah. is the point? You delay the joy factor forever. Because if you don't want to be disappointed, and you shut down, like you say, and you build up that wall so that you can't feel love or you can't receive love or give love or feel, seem vulnerable. God forbid we ought to be vulnerable. Jesus. Oh, but that, but then how do you have, well, I just went naughty there. I just kind of, it's like, it's like, it's like, if you're going to, you know, have a little romp in the bedroom and you keep the lights off the whole time, you don't enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, Yes. Yeah, you could turn your you could close yourself to absolutely all yes. those lovely joys, right? All um, the and joy. we all want, you know, a good jolt and a run on the beach once in a while. So you need to be vulnerable to be able to have that. Yes, yes. And the thing is, what is so bad? I know this may sound strange, but what's so bad to have your heart broken? It you means you loved. Yes. We've yeah. been given the ability to love. Mm -hmm. And when we love wholly and deeply and fully, we're experiencing that. And if our heart gets broken, where are the rules to say our, that as a human experience, our hearts are not supposed to be broken? Or mm -hmm. we're not stoic. We're not brick walls. We're not, we're not, we're pliable and we're, we, we're, we have feelings. I'm we, definitely pliable. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm very soft. I'm very elastic. I've got a lot of elastic that stretches going on. <laughs> Is that see that cake behind you? Yes, I get it. Happy. I made that cake, so I know. <laughs> and I've probably eaten many of those cakes. It's all good with me. It's but I I, I love the talking about this with the walls because I think we do that in our professional lives. We won't go for that award. Or we won't. Oh, I'll never get this. So we we start this. It's it's very condescending, and you start to really your confidence level. You start to put your confidence under your foot, so you keep stepping on yourself, and that's not fun. Oh, that's know? a beautiful way of saying it. Wow, I've never yeah. heard it said that way before. That is that is a beautiful image. I mean, it's true because we. It's it's almost like you go into a negotiation with somebody, right? And the, and you negotiate yourself down before you even get an answer from the other person because you think you're not going to get whatever it is you want to get. So you already dim your oh, yeah. light down, you dim yourself down, you pull yourself back and you, you don't go after it because you think 
you don't want to get disappointed. Oh my gosh. Now I see it's like, you know, the witches stuff like, like, uh, you know, that in sci-fi movies, like, you know, a drop falls down and then it just shrivels up and smoke comes out. Yes. That's what I see. Like you're, you're literally disappearing. Yes. As, as a soul. You yes. know what I mean? Uh, when yes. you do this. And so then it's like, then you, you have to build yourself back up, but really it is just one mindset thought. It's not like I have to work on myself today. Right. Okay. Self, get over yourself. <laughs> Stand right. up. Get on with it. You right. know. So I think it well, self-confidence is a very difficult thing for people to achieve, especially if they've been through trauma. That's what I've learned is that um, you know, I have friends that have gone through some really terrible things in life and it has impacted their entire world of confidence, of um choices they make in relationships. So they keep putting themselves into harm's way or keep putting themselves into a lower position career-wise. They don't allow themselves to come up because of this baggage. And I'm like, just cut the baggage, cut the cord, you know, but I suppose it's, it's hard, you know? Well, there's a belief around what you're saying and the belief becomes stronger than that, what you're saying, because mm -hmm. the belief is I'm not worthy enough to have this or I'm not worthy enough to have a healthy relationship because I've been conditioned to believe I'm not worthy enough. Mm. And that can be from our parents. I know for me, I mean, I'm going to share something that really made me vulnerable and really impacted and affected my whole life that I've had to, to overcome. Mm. When I was, um, I mean, all my life, I grew up in this frenetic household. My mother was not a well woman and she screamed and yelled all the time. She was a rageaholic. We never knew when we were going to get in trouble. We never mm. knew. it, And so we all walked around on eggshells, you know, wanting to be invisible mm. so that she wouldn't find something to use to either hit us with a belt or scream and yell at mm. us. I mean, truly it was, it was not a fun household to be in. And so I was the oldest girl and I felt, I, I mean, I was charged with, having to take care of everybody in the household. And that's where I started to cook for seven people. Mm. So that's why when I make food, I can't make food for just two people. Most <laughs> of the time I make it for a lot of people. And then I give the rest away because that's what I like <laughs> to do. But um, I remember when I used to love to sing, I would be in the choir and I'd belt out songs. And, you know, I was this little tiny girl and had this big voice and, and there was a record producer that my dad met somewhere along the line. And we went to his house and, <clears throat> and he said, take this cassette. It was a cassette. Excuse me. Take this cassette home and memorize this song. And, oh. come. and did I do it? No. I did exactly what we talked, we were talking about. I robbed myself of even having the experience for somebody to say, no, this, you're not ready yet. You're not good enough yet. I oh. already deemed myself not good enough and didn't do it. Mm. And truly it impacted everything in my life. Wow. Everything. And there was a talent show at school. I was in ninth grade. I was new in the class. 
Nobody knew who I was. I know that feeling. <laughs> it, yes, I'm sure you do. It was mid-semester, so it was like the last semester of junior high, which was the last grade from seven to nine. So all these kids had been bonded from since elementary school, and I was this new girl that came in the last semester oh, yeah. of the graduating class. And I saw this talent show, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to join the talent show. And I, there was a song I loved. It was called Goody Goody. Remember mm -hmm. that song? No. So you met someone who set you back on your Okay, wait, wait. Goody, goody. So yep. you met someone yep. and now you know how it feels. And so for some reason, I liked that song. I took one of those whole slips. Remember the slips that we used to wear underneath? Oh, our wow. And I sewed green fringe all around it and made a flapper dress out of oh, it. Oh, cool. And brought out this big, huge ghetto blaster with its tiny cassette and brought it on stage. And I made up a dance and I sang to the song and I won the talent show. You go, girl. And you showed him. You did it. Audience, my best friend who became my best friend, she said to the girl next to her, who is that little girl up there? We've never seen her before. And so we can overcome oh, yeah. limited beliefs, but that belief stayed with me and still with me. I'm oh, it's like one it of those isn't. little things that sit on your shoulder and you have to say, hey, get off of my cloud. Get off. Of, <laughs> that's another good song. Get off. Yeah. Of, hey, yeah, you could, get off of my cloud. the whole podcast. I know. This is a good music. I, hey, listen, you know, I'm all into musical journeys. I, I, yeah. it's, it's my, yeah. it's my, that is my yummy delicious. Is yeah. Music. See, everybody's got see? their own yummy delicious. Well, you know, and your yummy delicious kind of got me really thinking over the podcast we've done over, you know, over the last few years, really, and our yeah. conversations and just even personally corresponding and everything. And I kind of got to a very basic thing about yummy delicious, which is making choices, which means again, being conscious, as you always say, being conscious, right? Being like, okay, am I going to go left or right? Which one feels yummy or delicious? It's the, that's it. So if you look at living life and it just every time you go to do something, is this a yummy, delicious thing for me? No. Well, don't do it then. Now, do you have to do it? You go, okay, do I have to do it? Will there be a yummy, delicious? I want the yummy, delicious at the end. I want the reward. So that's kind of how I look at yummy, deliciousness. But if I you like have that. to practice it and that's the hard part is getting yourself into a pattern and you know what I mean you it's it's you have to work at it. it you really do I think we I think it's important and what you I think you mean about working at it is by being aware and being mm -hmm. conscious of what a what kind of human being do I want to be mm -hmm. how do I want to live my life do I want to live it behind um, being a coward and not going after it because I'm not, I don't think I'm good enough. That belief is underneath running the show mm. saying, and, and it, it comes interestingly enough. I believe that it comes from, it's not a bad place where it comes from. It comes from the ego. Mm. Ego wants to protect you. Yep. Doesn't want you to get hurt. So it stops you from going out there and making a fool of yourself. And the automatic flight or fight, that flight right. or fight response. Kind of pulls you back and say, you can't do that. Remember, you're mm -hmm. not worthy. You're not good enough to do that. 
Mm. There are other people who are better than you. And it, it, because the ego wants to be right. That's why the ego fights so hard for the limiting beliefs and, and for not letting us do to be free of just having a human experience in all that it's made up of Mm. and all that it's, that it offers us. I mean, I think the soul, because I have a basic belief that we're spiritual beings having a human experience, Mm. not the other way around. Right. And it's the human part. That's the bumpy ride. How do we navigate that with as much ease and grace as possible? Listen, I learn that every single day. I practice Mm -hmm. every single day. I am a human like every other human. I'm not, I don't profess to be perfect. I don't profess to, to, you know, be better than anybody. You can't be perfect. Otherwise you don't learn and grow. Yeah. And well, (laughs) we can't be anyway. So it doesn't even matter. We're going to learn and grow regardless. Exactly. Even if you don't do anything, you're going to learn from that. You're going to learn and grow regardless. We change all the Mm. time. It's just, are we going to change into the same thing? Mm. Or are we going to alter the way in which we see something? Okay. So you've, you've got me on this whole kick now. See, so people got to get your book, right? And then you've got a course coming on. I want to hear about, you know, tell people about, Yeah. but this is what I like from this conversation. I've just, it's the cake, man. I'm telling you. This cake is a dangerous thing. I should never have put this as a background. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I looked but, at it and went, oh my God, I remember how yummy delicious I mean, is. really, it's like, I can't drool on camera. Well, I could. <laughs> you can drool and sing and chew. Yeah. But um, this is kind of how I look at it because I know there's mind mapping and making decisions. And sometimes I always believe writing it down helps to get it going. Like I remember things if I hand write it down, like even doing... Uh, scheduling and stuff I still have an old day timer and write it down doesn't mean I'm perfect at that either but majority of the time I remember what I've done um I think a cool thing to do is is you know there's journaling but if you look at yummy delicious and how you connect food because it's something that's primal that's something here and part of the evolution of the human being is to not just eat to survive it's to actually enjoy yummy chocolate cake and things like that. So I figure, look at life as a restaurant, (laughs) okay? So you get to make the menu. What's your appetizer? What are the things that are absolutely delicious to you? What is the main course? So that's the big stuff in life. Then what's the cherry on the top dessert? Maybe you can have a little cocktail on the side. Maybe you do. Are you playing music in your your restaurant? We got to go back to music. And then... Are you going to have pop-ups? Are you going to have a a menu of the day? What's in season? Because you can change. You don't have to have the same menu, but you're allowed to have a menu. So I think I want to build a menu to keep on track. I love that idea. I want to build a menu. I want a restaurant, but I don't have to work in there. I've done that. That's right. Right. But I can change it and I can have my own mental virtual restaurant. That's right. Menu, my life menu. I like the menu. I love that analogy. Yeah. So Good give me point. an appetizer for you. Yeah. <laughs> what would be an app? Like, okay, what's what's a little teeny one? A mousse bouche? Is that how they say it? Mousse bouche. Um, an appetizer for me in my restaurant would be, um, my appetizer would be to taste 
the sound of silence. Well, hello, darkness, my old friend. There you go. <laughs> what is this a musical game? <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. Turn so, this whole thing into a you know medley. I know. But I for me in the morning, my appetizer is to allow myself some quiet time mm. to just get in touch with my inner nature mm. and my inner guides and the silence of uh of all this sounds interesting a friend of mine's a channel fabulous channel merlin oh cool fabulous maybe i'll have her on this show one day oh it'd be fun let's do it oh yeah we'll have her and um and she or she channels merlin and so merlin said cool that in the room of silence there's a lot of activity mm -hmm. that's where the alchemy happens and Bubbles. when you're in the kitchen the same thing there's alchemy in the kitchen because you're changing one form into another form mm -hmm. you're heating it up you're like a scientific lab you're putting it in the oven, you're, you're boiling, Ooh. you're simmering, you're doing all these different things to these different elements and changing them. So for me, I think, and one of my greatest challenges is to allow myself that time to give it to myself as a gift, not as a have to, mm. not as you better yeah. do that, not that, but to really see the gift that I get in the silence. I mean, that I keep this on my desk. Can you see it? Oh yeah. Quiet the mind and the soul will speak. And that's where we hear those magic things that you just came up with, like the restaurant. You went right in there and conjured up an idea in your imagination and just took off with it. Well, I'm doing that's it. I'm gonna magic. make a menu. I'm gonna make a menu. I like making menus mm. right? because you can get creative. You know, what's your title? You've got to, you got to sell it to yourself. That's it. You got to sell it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And whenever you want to change something or you look at the limited beliefs that we're holding on to, then what happens is those limited beliefs become a part of us. Mm -hmm. And we almost don't want to let them go because they're our friends or they're familiar they're familiar. Oh people. yeah. Comfort that, zone. That's right. That keep us in us in an area that we think is safe, uh, but it's really just familiar mm. and it doesn't necessarily mean safe. And it's that uh, same old funny, familiar feeling. Oh, isn't there a song coming on about that? <laughs> I can't help it. Now you've got my mind in that. Like, I love that. You know, but yeah, yeah, but see, it's that funny, familiar, because it can be really harsh. And then sometimes it can be good. Like sometimes you want that place yeah. so that like when you say, you know, in the morning, having that quiet time, I love, I'd love to do that, even if it's a minute. Yeah. Just minute. to have that, whatever it is, you know, and I often wake up with a cat pawing my face for food or a dog or whatever, some there's. It's, right. You know, and I think, you know, mothers go through this, right? There's like, sure. you don't get that minute, but you can, if it's not an emergency, take that. Yes. You really can. I think it's hard um, for women, especially to, to stop for themselves. You're always pulled in, in those moments. 
-hmm. You know what I mean? But sometimes you need, you need to have that calm. Yeah. Where you feel safe, nurtured. And so that's good. That's a good, that's a, that's part of, you always have to have your regular item on the menu. Otherwise your customers will complain. There you go. There you go. (laughs) And interesting. You would say that too, because in the book I've put in, um, there are 11 chapters in the book, 14 different recipes, Mm -hmm. but 11 chapters. But one of the main ingredients in the book, and I use food as an analogy, is the fact that energy, no matter what we do, we're made up of energy. So if you're all flustered and you're hurried and you're angry and you're rushed and and then you go in to make your family dinner, the dinner is kind of infused with all that energy that Mm. you're not happy about cooking or whatever it is, you know, it's all unconscious, but the, when you become conscious of that and you want to be open to bringing in different kinds of energy, I do what these, uh, what's called happy mindful meditations where you're right, just a minute. It can take just a minute, close your eyes and envision yourself on an island and the water is so blue and the sky oh, is yes. so blue and, and you just, you can breathe in that that salty air that just oh, feels so okay. good. I want to go. Yeah. And then, and that's it. That wasn't even a minute. But look at that me all bundled up. I'm like, I'm ready. I want t-shirt weather, okay? There you go. I want to go to the go. beach. I want to see a dolphin. Yeah. Don't you want to see a dolphin? Yes. Yeah. I miss seeing dolphins. Yes. yes. You see, I love that. I think you, and I think just even creating that and knowing, and it becomes a pattern for you, but actually taking the time to think about those things. Yeah. Is something people just, it's, we get so harried away with life and what everybody else wants from us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you, know, you said dolphins and that's very interesting because dolphins live a yummy, delicious life. I mean, do you know, I did a little tiny research about dolphins and did do some swimming with the dolphins. And in order to go swimming with the dolphins in this group, the group leader said, you know, dolphins are not like dogs. You mm. can't go after a dolphin and go, come here, dolphin, come here. They will not come to you. Mm. But if you are playful unto yourself, and you oh. are living your own yummy, delicious moment where you feel grateful and satisfied and blessed and playful and you, you're appreciative of everywhere you are, the dolphins will then come to you. Oh, I like that. And so that sense of yummy, delicious is, it's almost like self-sustaining. You don't, it comes from the inside out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from the outside in. And that's a huge difference because Mm. your yummy delicious is of course different than somebody else's yummy delicious. But I would venture to say that universally the whole concept of yummy delicious is the same feeling. Yes. What it's derived from is different for everybody. And that's the joy. And that's the joy. That's been coming yourself. Like I'm very proud to be a Vegemite Marmite eater. <laughs> I love Marmite. And then there's people that go, oh, I love Marmite. And then there's yeah. like, oh, hell no. The hell yeah. no's out there, which is fine. Like if you ask me to eat lutefisk, hell no. Well, I'm allergic to fish, but hell no. It's not happening. I'm not eating that stinky, 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 fishy, rotten, right. fermented fish. 
Yeah. But then it's a delicacy to those who eat it. And so I'm not putting it down. That's their thing. That's so they're yummy. Delicious. That's their yummy, delicious. And I think going back to like the old beliefs and how we, we, we tend to argue just because it's not your yummy, delicious. If it's right. somebody else's yummy, delicious, and they're not hurting anybody, get exactly. on with it. Exactly. Well, that's like, it's, it's, that has to do with politics that has to do with humanity <laughs> that has to do with gender and race and religion and and you know somebody saying no my yummy delicious is better than your yummy delicious no i mean no everybody's taste is different that's yeah. why we're all different human beings otherwise we'd be all the same how boring and that's never gonna happen either yeah. ever I would annoy myself. Did you ever see the Seinfeld episode where he dated Janine Garofalo, uh, the comedian Janine Garofalo, and they were so alike, the two of them in their humor and eating cereal at the same time and all these things that they thought it was cool. And then all of a sudden they looked at each other and like, oh, I don't like you anymore because I'm, right. I'm tired of myself. Right, <laughs> right. It was too much of the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? It's, and you look at right. relationships, all these people that opposites attract. I know people that politically differ and are and have a relationship. I don't know how nowadays they do it, but they do. There's like a yeah. respect that they have, a genuine respect for each other's differences. And yeah. then they find common ground, which I think, I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We need that more in the world yeah. right now. We do. You know? we do. See, I, so I always say this brings peace. Like if people are at peace with themselves, <laughs> maybe, I mean, when you look at like really crazy people in, in history, like Hitler, right? Look at people like that. And I'm going in history, so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> what he did was terrible, but where does that come from? You know, I know there's there's people born like psychopaths and, and things like that. That's really a chemical issue, right? But I mean, I feel like if people have all that rage that comes from somewhere, you know, when they do these really acts of atrocious acts, I mean, they're all, I, you don't have to be Hitler to be doing really terrible things, but I think it's like, I, I believe in reform, right? Instead of just locking people up because they did something, there's a reason why they did it. Mm -hmm. And so if we can find that reason why, where's, there's a pain, it's something from pain. You know, mm -hmm. we've done a lot of interviews on uh, people who are experiencing homelessness, and people get mad. Well, they're on drugs. Well, how did they get up on drugs? Okay, so we do have a drug ep epidemic in this country. Mm -hmm. But every single specialist I've talked to says it comes from a traumatic event, some kind of trauma that leads them for some, and it just goes from there. And then here comes the ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that I know I'm going on the extreme, but it's a real deal. And people listening right now, maybe somebody is on that extreme side now from pain i believe there's a lot of pain yeah and if you don't find yourself you're going to keep hurting yeah it's an overcompensation i believe for mm. our inadequacy or our feeling of inadequacy and mm. so we have to overcompensate for it by being more than better mm. than bigger than you know more important than there's drugs for that to, huh there's drugs for that there is <laughs> uh oh <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation i know we've gone all over the place here we've had food we've had you know yeah, <laughs> music and right. more that's and right. more there's always that's the end right. more. and more and more yeah 
but yeah, I think we, if I know that's an extreme thing, but I think a lot of people are living with that. And what you're saying that competitiveness competing is good in that it makes you step up your game a little bit. It makes you think creatively and differently. It's not mm -hmm. negative, but there's nasty competitiveness. That's not cool. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, well, when you overcompensate for your lack of security within yourself, if it's an insecurity and you're overcompensating it, com uh, competition is healthy if it's done from a healthy place. Yeah. But I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about athletes who go and want to run faster than the other person. I'm not talking about that because they're each striving to be the best that they can be. Absolutely. I'm talking about people who feel that they're superior to other people because of their skin or because of their gender or because of their religion or because of their anything, whatever yeah. it is that makes them feel more than is usually because they feel less than mm. they want to overcompensate it by, you know, right. eating on their chest and saying, I'm better than you are. And what I like is better than what you like. And you know, all of that. So it's really, when you have that kind of person around you, maybe at work, maybe at home, maybe it's a sibling, you know, something like that. It It's hard to take that kind of behavior, right? It's it's yeah. a hard behavior to live with or work yeah. with. So you have yeah. options to leave and things like that. Sometimes people don't, it just depends. Everybody's yeah. got a different situation. But part of what I'm saying is like, to remember that, they're coming, there's something, there's a reason why they're doing it. And yeah. sometimes not take it personally, you know? Always not to take it personally. That's a really important thing you just said, Lisa, because um, are you familiar with Don Miguel Ruiz who wrote- Oh the yeah, book? yeah, the, the Four Agreements. Yeah, so Ooh, his second agreement is that. do not take things personally. The Ooh. first is be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and do the best that you can. Oh, I like that. And so when, if anybody's acting out and it, they're acting out and we feel the wrath of their acting out, when we stay within ourself and our own secure inner beingness, and know that, like you said, they're either coming from pain or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be, that we don't have to take it personally. As children, that's not so easy. To yeah, do. that's you, and a lot of you don't. You may not have someone explaining that to you. Yes, as children, that's not so easy to do because as children, our parents are our gods. Mm -hmm. We think that they they know everything, and we're supposed to learn everything from them. I hear Nancy upstairs saying, that's right. Uh, <laughs> you woke her up out of goofy you days. Go, Shelley, you go. Yeah, the goof off there. She goes, that's it, that's it. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And, and so the sad part about that is when a parent doesn't have the tools, they don't know how, or they're, they're sick mentally yeah. and emotionally, and they don't know how to treat their children as human beings rather than objects. Ooh, it's hard yeah. for a child not to take it personally. 
I thought it was just me. And I thought I wasn't equipped enough to make her happy. Mm. Yeah. So I was always failing because she was never happy. Mm. See, but that's, that's, that happens also for children during going through divorce. When a family goes through divorce, the kids, the first thing is they start blaming themselves. I didn't do my homework on time, right down to that. Right. Did I, now they're, they're mad and they're splitting up because I didn't do my homework. That's right. I wasn't good enough. I didn't do what I was supposed to be doing. Otherwise they would still be there or my mother Mm -hmm. would be happy and not putting herself in a closet with a pillow over her face saying she wants to kill herself. Oh, that's not nice. I mean, when you see that as a child, and I was an older Mm -hmm. child seeing that, and then calling my dad and saying, um, dad, mom's in the closet and she's putting a pillow over herself and wants to kill herself. And then what does he say? What did you do to your mother? And that's not even funny if you do it as a joke, like to make it light of it. That was not not a funny thing. He was serious. Oh, that's not cool. And then I was like dumbfounded Mm, again, thinking it was my fault Mm -hmm. that she felt so unhappy and that there was nothing I could do to make her happy. I couldn't do enough to make her Mm. happy. And that should be last. That's lifelong stuff. It is. Thank God I can talk about it and not be re-traumatized. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But that it comes to a point. That's you have to get to a point of that. You know what I mean? Where you yeah. don't take it personally. It's like this is a happening and, and detach the emotion at some point, which is yeah. hard if you have baggage. You know, every yeah. I don't I don't know anybody that hasn't had something negative. Something, of course, because we're yeah. human. Yeah, and well, and we shouldn't be competing over that kind of thing either. Right. There's com- People compete over like, oh, my scar is bigger than yours. Exactly. That, that's a victimhood kind of. Um, that's right. Not fun. That's not yummy delicious. That's see, we've just. I want the yummy delicious. ourselves into what's not yummy delicious. Yeah, I want to be on the yummy delicious zone. I Me want too. dessert, and it, and when you do your own menu, you can put dessert as the appetizer. You're allowed. If you yes. want breakfast all day, you can do it. It's yes. your life. Yes. Your yummy delicious. So, you know, exactly. I think that's what is the epitome of a yummy delicious meal for you? An actual meal. Like like favorite. Oh, like I love salmon. Or okay. I mean, I love sushi. Sushi's my favorite, favorite kind of food. So and I do sake. Love... I remember that on one of and our sake. shows. Yes. Sake and I've never sushi. had sake. Oh. Get a bottle and heat it up, but don't heat it directly in the pot. Put it in a measuring cup and hang the measuring cup in a pot of boiling I don't want to water. measure how much I drink. My doctor will know. She don't need to know. <laughs> she says we're only allowed four or five ounces of red wine a night. So oh. I I just go, I just kind of look aside and, and eyeball and, it. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. know how big my wine glass is. Right. Well, but, so but, okay, no. usually you get a little cup so you can drink yeah. all of those. You and know, you put little. it in hot water and. Oh yeah, I put it, it's like a double bo- broiler. Yeah, boiler. okay. So that the alcohol doesn't evaporate. Oh yeah, because we don't. You want just that put the go. water underneath it, get that, you know, heat it up, and okay, that way. Yeah, I'll call you when we do this. Call me, I'll show you. We'll have a sake, a sake off. Yeah, sake. We'll off. have a sake, a sake chat. That'll be sake with Shelly. I like that. There you go. Sunday sake with Shelly. See, <laughs> <laughs> when when we lived in South Africa, they had um. Well, they still do this uh, sake sakis. 
and that's like a barn dance a sucky oh. sucky is like a two-step kind of that let's go to the sucky 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 and it oh. means you're doing like a little like a like almost country western music in a way uh -huh. and people do their dancing with their arms out you know and two-step oh, kind of thing so yeah there's a sucky sucky with some sucky there you go. Sucky, I sucky. like this. Go back to music. Tell That's everybody right. about your course, the Yummy Delicious course. I mean, well, yeah. Let's eat. It's called, guess what it's called? Create a Yummy Delicious Life. Love it. And, um, it's a digital online self study course, which I love because people mm. can do it in their own time whenever they want. Mm. And there are six modules, and I bring you through a system of uh, the basics. Um, and then go into exercises. I have a beautiful, uh, my Lisa, we have two Lisas in our life, but my Lisa um, mm -hmm. uh, has done an incredible job of designing everything. I have a 52 page workbook, oh, which wow. is like a journal. It's a combination of a journal and questions. And boy, I'll tell you, you really go through this whole course and you feel like, oh my God, I've just unloaded so many things I did not know I was carrying around with me. Ooh. And when you do that, you just feel lighter and more present and you gather your energy different. You and... know what? And you actually do lose weight. You do. You know what? I lost weight quick. As soon as I got divorced, I lost weight. Yeah. What was that? It was like the literal baggage just fell right off of me. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly right. Yeah. So I, I think you you're for women weight and and like real yeah. baggage can equal weight, depending on who. Yes, you are. it can. Yes, hmm. it can. Well, that I like to feel light and yummy and delicious. Yeah. So I figure who doesn't want to feel yummy, delicious or taste yummy. Have a delicious. skip in your step. We want to yeah. skip. Yep, exactly. You know, I like that. So everyone, ShellyWizen.com, uh, that's the place where everybody goes, right, for the course. And um, uh, yeah, also I think, oh, there's a link. And let me see what, what that link. I think the link at the end is um, uh, ShellyWizen.com forward slash C-A-Y-D-L, which is Create a Yummy Delicious Life. Okay, there it is. That's but go to ShellyWizen.com too. She's on Facebook. Yeah. You can learn more about her books. She's on Instagram. She's TikToking. She's a TikToking on there and uh, keep up with her there because she's always got something new. I know we're recording this before you put this big challenge on for people. So I hope uh, you'll do another one for people oh, yes. in the future. Um, challenges exciting. are good. It's good yeah. to do challenges. And, but at this yeah. point, I say go for the course. I, I, you know, that's a good way of doing it. And especially when you can do um, exercises, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. everyone, ShellyWizen.com and Shelly is here every first Sunday. We go soul diving with Shelly. So keep up with us here at BigBlendRadio.com. Thanks so much, Shelly. Let's go have some sake. Thank okay. Thanks, Lisa.